Towards Recovery, a book of reflections and daily invitations. Day four, getting going. While I've been spending some time writing and reflecting, I've noticed a thought gradually appearing and wandering through my mind. It felt significant, but when I brought my attention to it, it would disappear like trying to hold on to the dissolving strands of a dream just after waking. I'd be left with the feeling that I almost made sense of something and then would try not to get too frustrated by telling myself in my counselling tone. If it was significant, it would emerge in its own time. Writing that down, I'm cringing a bit because I say stuff like that to my family and I get a look of bewilderment reflected back at me and a slight shake of the head which clearly communicates what are you on about? They do keep me grounded and have a way of cutting through any cleverness I'm trying to manufacture. Anyway, the thought did emerge when given space and I caught it. What is motivation about? Why do I get motivated to do some things and not others? Why do I act in a way which I know isn't going to take me where I need, where I say, Why do I act in a way which I know isn't going to take me to where I say I want to go? It certainly doesn't seem related to need because I can need to do an urgent report and instead of doing it at the beginning of the day when my structuring and sometimes critical parent voice tells me I should and have both time and space available to me, I will become hyper-motivated to clear out the shed or do that job that will only take five minutes. I operate... A Welsh five minutes, which doesn't obey the natural laws of linear time. So a Welsh five minutes or a I'll do it in a minute is a fluid concept. I'm sure my wife finds this quality quite endearing and not at all annoying, especially when we have plans to go out at a specific time. She's a lucky lady. The truth is, I prefer to do some stuff more than others. And I'm only partially aware of the game of avoidance I play in my own thinking I can convince myself that I'll do that thing later instead of now and choose to ignore the reality of the moment. The clues to our self-scam are plain to see and hard to ignore when we emit the self-defeating patterns of behaviour or script that are now repeating and getting in the way of the life we want. So what activates you? Part of the picture is for me to be successfully motivated to do something. I need two elements to be present importance and confidence. If one is missing or in deficit, I am unfocused and uncommitted because I'm not invested or doomed to procrastinate to avoid the fear of failure and inadequacy. I would love to go on about different aspects of motivation and for us to understand the why and how come of our actions. But for now, let's stay with importance and confidence because they are elements we can grow and cultivate from what and who we expose ourselves to. At the recovery cafes, we've talked about initiating and sustaining recovery that needs motivation. We do a lot of that by connecting to others, being inspired, beginning to believe something new is possible, putting ourselves in the way of nourishing experience. There are many stories, fables and parables that tell us whatever we feed grows stronger. So today's invitation is to consider what activates you to initiate. What do you notice that needs to be present to turn a distant hope to a tangible and resolute change? What makes something stick for you? Our actions are our only true belongings. If you crack motivation, let us know. We'll bottle it 
and make a fortune, or knowing Hussein, he'll give it away for free.